0: Um, So I thought I'd talk uh, to us tonight a bit about um, my changing views on some stuff. So it used to be that I believed that the message of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus was mostly about what happens after we die. I used to think it was mostly about what happens at the end of the world or the end of this age or whatever you want to call it. These days, I've kind of found myself shifting over a little bit to thinking more that most of what Jesus was saying, most of his message um, was really more about this world. It was really more about life in this world, life in this world, in the here and now. Um, So we see this uh, when we look at Jesus telling us to pray. So Jesus taught his disciples, this is how you pray. And so one of the things he said to them was, when you pray, you say, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And a whole um, variety of things like that. And I just think, when I kind of made that shift, when I started thinking about the message of Jesus as having to do more with life in this world, it was really exciting. Like, I found it really encouraging because to me, it seemed like Jesus was saying, God is in this world. God has a plan for this world. God is taking this world somewhere. And I just think that's really beautiful and that's really encouraging and I love it. But the thing is as well, I think at the same time, it's really weird, at the same time, I also find it discouraging because it's great to say, yes, God is here and God is taking this world somewhere. God has a vision for the world and he's taking it there, there's a dream for this world and, and it's all about this world being transformed and the kingdom, of world, uh, the kingdom of God entering into this world more and more and more. That's great, but when we look around the world, it just seems like we have such a long way to go. There's just so much wrong with it. There are so many things that are just not okay. And I find that a bit discouraging. Um, particularly as someone like I would I call myself a follower of Jesus I'm very thoroughly grounded in the Christian tradition so I see myself as someone who's following this way, who's following this message I want to try to make the world a better place, I want to try to to do good things and yet I look at all these problems and I, I just feel completely just paralyzed because I don't know what to do, I don't know where to start everything just seems so insurmountable and so in many ways I find it kind of discouraging uh, when I think about all uh, all the work that's still left to be done and I kind of feel like where is our hope now one of the things about Jesus when we read about his stories in in our scriptures there are these stories we have in our tradition that talk about Jesus performing these miracles and he performs these signs and he performs these wonders and they look incredible. They look fantastic. They, I, I think they really, they give us like a sense of awe sometimes when we read it. It just seems like the, these incredible things that he does. But the thing that I think we often don't necessarily see unless we look for it is all of these wonderful things that he's doing, most of the, the time, Jesus is kind of like, he's in the middle of nowhere like he's ministering to people who don't really have any status we very rarely see jesus engaging with people who who are part of the elite or people with real power we never see jesus in like a royal court performing a massive sign for like the emperor when we see jesus most of the time he's with people who don't really have any power don't have any wealth don't have any standing And so even though he's doing these great things, it can almost seem a little bit insignificant because what's he actually achieving? And so one of the stories we have, um, it's a story that comes to us from Mark's gospel. And Mark tells us the story in the first chapter of his gospel, uh, about halfway through uh, at verse 29. And Mark says to us, after leaving the synagogue, Jesus, James and John went home with Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed, sick with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He went to her, took her by the hand and raised her up. The fever left her and she served them. That evening at sunset, people brought to Jesus those who were sick or demon-possessed. The whole town gathered near the door He healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons. But he didn't let the demons speak because they recognized him. Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Simon and those with him tracked him down. When they found him, they told him, everyone's looking for you, he replied, let's head in the other direction to the villages so that i can preach there too that's why i've come he traveled throughout galilee preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons it's i think it's a really beautiful story but it takes place in this place called capernaum and capernaum is often referred to as a city but really it was just a small town there weren't members of the elite living in Capernaum. They were people who were peasants. They were day laborers. They were people who would do back breaking work in order to make enough money so that they can buy food to get through that day. Like they were living day to day. They were constantly on the verge of like, being on the verge of poverty or being on the verge of desolation. And so here we see Jesus and Jesus isn't healing a queen or someone really incredibly important Jesus is in the story and he's with these people on the outskirts and he's healing these people in these small towns these peasants these day laborers these people who really have absolutely no status but the thing is this wandering rabbi this person who was homeless this person who was traveling throughout the regional areas of this province in some random place in the roman empire this rabbi somehow became the most influential person on earth in history and to me i just find that fascinating i i I, it's it's such a fascinating thing to think about now a few uh, a few a while ago actually uh jeremy was up here and Jeremy gave us this really good talk about um, the way throughout history that the church has uh, used its power to do really abusive things and to, to do really domineering things. It was a really fantastic talk. It was really great, but it was really hard to hear as well because Jeremy just gave example after example after example of people who were abused or people who were completely just misused at the hand of the church and it was really harrowing to hear but the thing is it wasn't always like that when Christianity first started when our movement first got on the way Christians were hated Christians were absolutely hated but they were hated because they said no Caesar is not Lord Jesus is Lord no Caesar's violent ways of force will not endure Jesus way of love and forgiveness will endure They stood up to the Empire. They said it wasn't Caesar who was in control. It was Jesus It wasn't Caesar's way that we should follow. It was Jesus way and because of that they were despised they were hated they were persecuted mercilessly But despite that in a very short amount of time Christians started making this massive name for themselves. It was Christians who, who became famous for being people who looked after the sick or who, who looked after the poor, the widows, the orphans. Like if there were plagues in communities, a lot of times people would abandon their families and try to save themselves. But it was the Christians who were known for going after the sick and going after the dying And looking after them and even many of them dying themselves because that's what they're doing that's what Christians were known for and so within a few short centuries Christianity this movement that was based on these teachings by this rabbi in this backwater province in Rome uh, in the Roman Empire it went from that to being in a place where it was adopted as the official religion of the Roman Empire I mean that's incredible now the thing is uh, and I have to say this and a a lot of people are saying this and and I completely agree I think that's where things started falling to pieces uh, when Christianity became the official religion of the Empire Uh, I don't think the church was ever meant to have power I don't think the church was ever meant to work from a place of of power and privilege as soon as that happened I think the cracks started to appear I think the church looks like the church the most when we're in the margins, when we're working from the sidelines, when we don't have power. That's when the church looks like the church. But it's still incredible to think that this small community in in such a short time, because of the way that they showed love to people, because of the way that they loved their neighbor, because of the way that they loved the people in front of them, because of the way they forgave their enemies, because of that, they made this name for themselves of being these incredibly loving people and they went from nothing to being a full-on religion of the the Roman Empire and to me that's, that's just amazing but I think that happened because of the message of Jesus, I think there's something in the message of Jesus I think if we do the little things, if we love the person in front of us, if we care for people, if we forgive our enemies, if we stand up to power, even if we do, do just little things and things that feel completely insignificant, somehow, that's how the world is changed. Somehow, that's what God uses to change the world. I look at the story of Jesus and I look at the way that the story of Jesus has impacted the world and it just seems to me that's how the world has changed. It's by doing the little things. It's by people getting together and doing what's in front of them. And that's what God uses to change the world. So I really love the story. I love the story of Jesus healing uh, Simon's mother-in-law. I think it's because in our tradition, in the Christian tradition, we see Jesus as the, the full revelation of the fullness of God we see Jesus as a full representation of who God is. If you want to know what God looks like, look to Jesus. If you want to know who God is, look to Jesus. And here we see Jesus. Here we see the one we call the son of God. Here we see the one we call Emmanuel, God with us. And he's with the people on the outskirts of society. He's with the poor. He's with the peasants. He's with the day laborers. That's where he is, that's where he's doing his work, that's where he's healing. And that's just really encouraging to me. And what I really love about the story is the fact that after being healed, once she's healed, the, the, the mother-in-law, she gets up and she does the thing that seems the most natural for her to do in response. She starts serving the people around her. I just think that's really beautiful. Now, I, I don't have anything profound to say here tonight. I don't know how to change the world. I have no idea. I, I, I really don't know. Um, I'd love to sit here or to stand here and to say to you, hey guys, if we all just believe hard enough, we can do anything. But that's not how it is. I'm not that naive. I know you guys aren't that naive. That's just not how it works. I don't know how to change the world. I don't know. But the only thing that I, I, I seem to have some certainty on, the way it looks to me, from what I can see looking at the story of Jesus and looking at how Jesus has impacted the world, it just seems to me we need to just do what's in front of us. Do the little thing. Do the insignificant thing. That's okay. Because in doing those things, that's what God uses. That, that's what God moves through to change the world. I think when we love our neighbor, when we stand up against injustice, when we forgive people, when we, when we stand up to power with fear and trembling, that's when we see God do incredible things. That's when we see slaves set free. That's when we see apartheid coming to an end. That's where we see tyrants losing their power. That's where we see God. That's where we see the hand of God. So I think if you're here today and you're like me and you feel totally overwhelmed and you don't know what to do and you don't even know where to start and you feel totally paralyzed I just think the only encouragement I have do whatever you find to do in front of you do whatever little significant thing you can find because in that that's how God moves that's how God changes things our scriptures say that God uses the foolish things to confound the wise God uses the weak things to confound the the strong. I think that's how God works. That's what I see from looking at the story of Jesus. That's what I see from how that story has impacted the world. I think let's just encourage each other with that. Just do the little things. It's okay. The insignificant things are significant because that's how God works in this world.